0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So, I'm so excited to have our guest here today, Novely Wilder. Did I get that right? Yes, that was yay. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am so fascinated, Novely, with numerology, and I have been waiting to get a guest that can tell us all about the magic of numbers. My only personal experience with numerology is when I was in high school. I did have a teacher that changed her name from Shirley to Elaine, and at the time, we thought that was really weird. She was, of course, my math teacher, so obviously, she (laughs) felt a resonance with numbers. But anyway, back in the day, we thought that was a little bit bizarre, but I don't feel that way anymore. So welcome, and I'm so excited to have you here.
1: Thank you so much. I am very excited, too. I think I have been not weirdly excited, but I have been very excited for this podcast episode.
0: Yay. Yay. (laughs) And so I will tell you, before we launch into the numerology piece, which I'm so excited about, as I've said already 12 times, the topic of this podcast is intuition. So I always like to start by asking my guests a little bit about intuition, how you experience your intuition, and what that looks like in your life and work.
1: So- I feel like my intuition and my emotional life and my voice is very connected. I have seen throughout my life that I have a weird tendency to know stuff that I shouldn't know. Especially like in high stakes situations like exam rooms or if you're being questioned on the spot or whatever. I have a tendency to know stuff that I shouldn't know. And I found that now in my spiritual work, in my sessions, or even when I teach this stuff, sometimes the examples that I come up with that are just what I think are examples, people go like, well, you just described me, or like, that's what's happening. Totally for me, I will be like, I had a, I was teaching a class in numerology this weekend, and I was like, so if you look at this thing, it could mean knee pain. And the person was like, well, that's my numeroscope, that's my numbers, and I have knee pain, and I'm going in for maybe surgery. And I was like, huh, okay. And um, sometimes I know when these jumps happen and I guess that's like verging on psychic stuff. And other times it's just like, I just know, like this is the image I'm supposed to be using to explain this thing. Or this is the street I'm supposed to go down of or this this is the book I'm supposed to be, you know, uh, ordering from this homepage. I feel like over time, I think it's not that my intuition have gotten stronger, I've just started trusting it more.
0: I love that. I love yeah. that. It sounds like you're very much in line and in, in the flow, which is such a magical thing, especially with the work that you do in teaching and mm. serving others. All right. So now tell us about your journey with numerology. How did you get started with this?
1: So... Back in like 2013 and 2012, I was going through like a lot of personal stuff, dark night of the soul, like really rock bottom with a lot of stuff like emotionally and in my family and like physically health wise. And I had a friend who changed her name. And kind of like with your math teacher, first I was like, wait, what? This is just weird. (laughs) Why you like, wait, going to a neurologist? believing that your name has any influence on your life and changing it will do anything. And then these things started happening in her life, my friend's life, that I knew that she had worked on for a long time and that were not like easy boulders to move. Wow. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something about this. So I found myself a numerologist and I had a session and she blew my mind. And I was like, okay, well, this is the cliff and I'm going to jump. So I changed my name. At that point i was actually in new york and i was doing an acting school acting training course and that made it a little bit easier i think sometimes when you change your name for whatever reason and you're around the people you're always around they are always going to have an opinion but i was around a lot of people who had only known me for a short time and it was like the artistic acting environment so people were like sure you know artist names and whatever they were a lot more open to it than i think maybe maybe in wow. a different setting maybe i would have gotten more of a pushback but they were just like cool you want to be an overlay cool yeah and then i mean a lot of stuff changed in my life i fell in love with someone i'm now married to i lost a lot of weight had, like a lot of things in my physical reality really shifted and i was like I mean, even though I know that's what I signed up for, I was still like, this is so insane. Like, this is really crazy that this works. So I found myself a teacher and I learned <laughs> why it works and how it works. And I'm still, you know, like now I'm teaching other people and I'm using it in my work every day, but I'm also still learning because I really feel like on this human level, there are always stuff we won't know or we know it in glimpses or in moments, but we can't you know, be high vibe all the time. So I'm still learning about it while I'm still teaching it to others because I also think there's a certain kind of humility in not thinking you have all the answers or there is a finish line
0: for it. I like to think too that I learn by teaching. Oftentimes, yeah. like you know, the students ask the questions that you need to hear, or oftentimes I'm guided to teach exactly what I'm working on right now. And I think there's always that if you're in the flow, Right, that perfect synchronicity to always expand and always grow along with whatever work that you're doing. So, I think that's beautiful. So, I'm t-
1: just very grateful for it. I feel like this is the way, this is the direction I didn't know that I needed to grow in <laughs> the it's spiritual so cool. way.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. All right. So, tell us a little bit about the nuts and bolts of numerology and how it works because I know, I personally know very little. So, I don't know. I'm guessing my listeners are going to be curious too.
1: Yeah, so numerology is a spiritual tool and like an esoteric field of study, kind of like astrology. We couldn't have astrology without numerology. We couldn't have a lot of things without numerology because without the numbers, like it's really hard to quantify things. So when we have uh, numerology, we have at least two schools of thought, which is the Pythagorean school of thought and the Chaldean school of thought. And we all know Pythagoras from our math books. He's the guy with the triangles. And he had a mystery school back when he was alive. And he studied what he called the math of the soul, which was numerology to him. But in this area of the world back in, you know, like the Chaldeans, that's like 3,500 years ago. Pythagoras is a little after. Like the epicenter of all of this magical study like astrology numerology palmistry what have you it was all centered one place in the world so i think they all like originated from the same place or was classes in the same school the kind of numerology that i use is the chaldean method where we look at the day you were born and we look at the year you were born and from those numbers we see something about your life lessons and life goals and personality and drive and and Compared to the Pythagorean method, where they add up all the numbers in your birthday, it's a little more what I would call like practical, practical level, human level, right here and now. While it's interesting to speak about souls, sometimes we just want to know what should I be doing in this situation? Like, why is this other person reacting in this way? Why do I feel like there's this filter on my world where people see me a certain way or, you know, certain things are easy for me or hard for me? So... We just look at the numbers in your birthday to begin with, to look at those, we call them base numbers, and how they influence you. And then we can go deeper and start looking at your names and your numeroscope. And the numeroscope is kind of like the horoscope, but where we take into account the name you carry, because names can change over time. And that means that some of the karmic patterns and energy patterns change over time, too.
0: So when I was 18, my parents, I had been, my name is Victoria, but i had always gone by Vicky. And when I got to college age, for some reason, my parents and my best friend thought it would be a really good idea for me to start going by Victoria, which I thought was strange until I tried it. And I've never looked back. Would that affect my
1: numerology? (laughs) I really think what we call ourselves influences us but in neurology like the system that we have created here on earth with like birth certificates and uh, you know digital systems where we're like recorded in is mirrored in the akashic records so it is the system your name in the system that counts so even if you have a middle name you don't use or even if someone you know spells your last name wrong on some kind of application that does not you know change your name your name is your original name what it says on your birth certificate or all your legal papers
0: oh my god you got my brain buzzing because i'm not (laughs) an akashic records reader by training at all although i'm sure at some level i'm doing the same darn thing but the way that i get my readings on people and the way that i've been taught to tune into their energy is through the name and i usually have been trained to do it with that full name at birth But oftentimes I also add the married name if there is one. I will find if I do that, I get a slightly different reading. I will Mm -hmm. find, so I'm finding this fascinating. I'm just finding this so interesting. And I've worked with clients that were adopted. And so they have a name at birth and then they have an adopted name. And again, I get different, slightly different readings with those different energies. So this is so validating. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it would make a lot of sense to me that people pick up on the energy shifts in the name. But to me, it also makes sense that, for example, when like working with name change, that we have to change it legally for it to take effect. And for many, I mean, like in Western societies, we mostly change our name when we get married or if we get divorced. But in many other societies, there is a name change when we go from one era of our life, like from being a child to being a grown up or like a rite of passage that people will change their name over time. And even like in Bali, if a a baby is named something and gets very, very sick as a baby, they say, well, this baby is so small, it can't have created any karma for themselves. It must be in the name, and they will change the name of the baby to support it better because they, on some level, understand that, of course, a name influences and the energy influences um, our path
0: in life. That's so fascinating. So, <laughs> yeah, my brain is just having so many different questions. And you know, sometimes I'm thinking too. I know often, you know, human beings, what we always want to do is sort of like, you know, fate happens and we want to know that we can control and we want to, you know, kind of mess with things. Do you ever feel like there's a sense in which a name change or these kind of things can be kind of going against the flow of life? I mean, how do you navigate that? I I hope that question makes sense.
1: I think people, I really believe kind of like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I think uh, numerology and name change will be introduced in your life if you are ready for it. And lots of people are not ready for it or it's not part of their journey. I also don't think, I mean, changing your name changes so many aspects of your life on an energetic level. And some people are ready maybe for an adjustment and not ready for a total jump. Or they, I mean, that's also sometimes people come to me and they're like, oh yeah, I'm ready to change my name, but can I keep all of them? And just like maybe add like a middle name. (laughs) I'm like, I don't think you're really ready to change your name because if you feel so identified with every single part of your name that I can't really touch it, then there's part of you that identifies with, yeah, I'm gonna be harsh. Like part of the struggle that you're in right now, gonna be like, this is my life and I on some level like it, or I am aligned with it, you know?
0: That's so powerful as a metaphor too, right? Because in changing your name, what you're saying is this identity that, you know, I have created for myself and I believe that we kind of co-create our identities Mm -hmm. and, and pretty much all of that, that human personality self. When you go to make a name change, you're saying like, okay, I'm ready to shift. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to let go of something that hasn't been working for me up until now, but there is that sense of allowing those parts of the identity to go. That is so powerful.
1: I think lots of people dream things up or have certain goals or something they strive for. And then they also have a sense of the negative consequence of that. And the negative consequence is sometimes like, well, if I really go for this big thing and I'm not just talking name change, I'm talking whatever it is, big dream. If I really go for it and I fail, then that says something about me. Or if I really go for this, then I no longer fit the mold with my, with my friends. They're going to think I'm such a, I don't know, achiever. And we have a agreement <laughs> to right. complain, of, complain about rich people or complain about whatever it is. And, you know, I, God forbid I ever become a rich asshole or God forbid I ever become whatever, whatever it is you're afraid of becoming, but you're also attracted to. Yeah, there's always like a negative consequence to our goals or we think there is. And I see like when people are like, oh, but what if my mom doesn't like my new name? Like she doesn't have to like it. Like you need to like it if, if it was like a hair color and you're like, oh, my mom's not going to like my new hair color. Most people will be like, I mean, what, what do you care? You know, <laughs> right. maybe she's not going to like the hair color. It's your life. And for some reason, names are just very connected to our family and opinions and heritage and lineage. And I'm just like, maybe it's also because I've changed it. I'm like, the love from your family is not connected to the name. People are going to love you no matter what. Yeah, I mean, if people want to be pissed off about something, they will be pissed off about something. You know, you can add like a silent H or something to a name sometimes just to change the energy of it. And people will still have a conniption. And I'm like, well, clearly it's just that it's changed. It's just that that's the violation or the thing you're rioting against. Like, oh my God, you changed. But change is the only constant in life.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And it is true that name can be a big part of our sense of identity. Have you ever had anyone come to you and say, I hate my name. I've always hated my name. I don't belong with this name, fix it.
1: Yes, I have had a lot. I think everyone has a story about their name whether it's a short story or a long story, we all have feelings about our names. We all have like, maybe you were one in a class of many people who had the same name or maybe, you know, I also, I mean, dead giveaway when people get married and they feel forced to take their husband's name or whatever, change their name in any way. And then they get divorced shortly after. And I'm like, I mean, generally don't take on what you don't want, you know, like, because also changing your name, through marriage, changes your energy. So you are not the same person who got married after a while. Like energetically, certain things shift. And sometimes we don't want to carry our husbands or wives' energies like that. We don't need an yeah. overflow of that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I have. I never changed my name. It's true.
1: Yeah, um, and I mean, also like...
0: I love my name. Lots, of,
1: yeah. Lots of people have. If you love your name, good. Stick with it. If there's, oh yeah, anything, no, I'm not changing my name. <laughs> yeah. If there's anything that like makes you curious, or you know, it's always like, you know, like I, uh, my old last name, no one could spell it, and I was really annoyed at it, and it was also not a great vibration. And now with my new first name, Nova Lee, people always ask how to say it and how to spell it. And I have absolutely no problem telling them or spelling it for them because energetically it just fits well.
0: Right. So
1: sometimes it's like those little things that always like irritates you a little bit or sometimes also when people are like, oh, can I use this for my business? It's hard to spell. I'm like... Lots of people get famous with really weird names. What is his name? Uh, Timothy Charlemagne or something. They will find a way to spell it. You will, you know, you can have success with weirdly spelled names or whatever. The most important thing is that you love it and it feels like yours.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the power of people knowing that they can change something is essential to themselves or you know that they're so identified with is their name is so powerful and so important. I love it. And I think too, again, whenever we make that aligned choice, things tend to flow in the right direction.
1: Yeah, and it's just, I mean, if people are called to change their name, I'm like, yeah, then go talk to a numerologist. Might be me, might be someone else, because then there might be some lessons in there. You know, there might be some extra knowledge you need to see. We can see certain karmic patterns. There might be something that you can resolve in your family or for yourself or whatever it is. Like it's, I mean, it's intuition, right? If it tells you to take that book out, if it tells you to Google that term, go do it. That's how you also learn. That's how we always should learn is because we're interested in whatever field or like whatever thread we pull on.
0: So Novali, I have absolutely and completely no interest in changing my name personally. I (laughs) love my name. I know that's, maybe that's but I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm very satisfied with it, but I'm fascinated by numerology. So if I were to come to you, right, I would give you my full name at birth, Victoria Mm -hmm. Felice Shaw. Now you all know my middle name. And then I would give you my birth date. And where would we go from there?
1: So if it wasn't a name change session, because you don't have to, I know we went far (laughs) down the name change path, but that's just because I think it's also interesting to talk about. Oh, it's fascinating. No, I love uh, it. Talk about it. But what you also can do is just to look at what's there. So there are lessons in your birthday. And often it can be really liberating to hear the lessons and hear certain parts, like a confirmation of what we already know. It can also be helpful to be seen from the outside. I feel like much of my work is just showing people themselves in the beautiful light that I see them, which is never flawed or wrong or broken or a failure. I mean, looking at birthdays and seeing the lessons there and sharing them with people is usually like just a really, really beautiful and powerful experience to just like mirror the light back. So say like, these are your lessons, this is how mm, the spectrum of your birthday shows up. So also sometimes telling people like, well, if you start thinking like this, then that's like a giveaway, you're heading down the lower path, where you might start, I don't know, behaving in ways that you might feel guilty or shameful around. And this is how you shift it. This is what you do to realign yourself remind people of like the higher end of their own spectrum so they like, can aim for that and also understand like sometimes I mean often people ask for love and I'm like well then we need to talk about how you love yourself and I can tell from your birthday and your numeroscope how you speak to yourself and you know that we can influence you know ways of speaking to ourselves and treating ourselves right and you know being our own dream woman or man or person um so we can look at all of it it doesn't have to be a name change at all we can also look at yearly cycles look at what's been there in the past how is the next year two or three or ten years looking energetically that can also like sometimes when we know what's coming it doesn't feel as hard like right before we started this recording we talked about 2020 yeah sometimes when we know what's coming it doesn't it's like it's easier to get through. I would say with 2020, I don't think it would have been super helpful for everyone to know everything that was there, it's just because like fear is not the best motivator for people.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's so important. And I don't do predictions. It's not a thing that I do. It's not a gift that I have. And it's not an interest of mine. But I do have some wonderful teachers and colleagues that do kind of, you know, read the energy of the year. And Mm. and I do work with a lot of astrologers, too. And the astrologers have a lot to say about 2020. Yeah. So I know that, you know, there was some previews there that it was going to be a very interesting and tumultuous, you know, and revolutionary year. What do the numbers say? Because I'm so curious about that. Like what was your general read on 2020 when you two did to it? Um, from yeah, the new well,
1: I, uh, <laughs> I think I tried to make it very upbeat because I sat with the energy. It's a four year. You find the energy of a year by adding up all the numbers. So 2020 is two plus zero plus two plus zero. That's one of four. my three
0: favorite numbers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Four is connected to uh, the planet of Uranus, and that's revolution, change, rebirth, death, virus, (laughs) (laughs) all of these energies. And sometimes we also look, especially when it's significant, like 2020, we look at the double number in 20, and 20 is the Great Awakening. So everything that's happening this year is totally in tune with that revolutionary energy that has a lot to do with the outsiders getting louder, the opposition getting louder, the conspiracy, what do Theories. they call them? Theories. Right. Yes. Like everything is getting really, really loud. And the focus for all of us has to do with this change. Like you will be pushed. You have to jump. Uh, you know, lots of businesses pivoting and stuff like that. And I was trying (laughs) when I did this forecast to really talk to the higher end of the spectrum and say like, well, if the name of the game is change, how can you already now think bigger and better and different? How can you already, like it's a, from a business standpoint, this year is a perfect blue ocean. No one can do business like they did before. So there's a lot of space to do it however you want to do it. I love that. little less, you know, how like everyone is pivoting and trying to sell you on how do you, how do you now like business is not business as usual in these changing times. What do you do? Well, you listen to yourself. You don't have to go out like and buy a course or whatever. And I'm not saying everyone who's listening is, is in business like that. But like you decide what the change needs to be. Certain things, yes, we are pushed towards and we have to put up with. Other things are totally in our control, never more in our control than this year, where we really, you know, that outsider voice in this year says, what do you want to tear down? You know, the rules are fake. The system is fake or large parts of it is fake. So if you need to create a new system or a new business or a new way of doing it or a new way of having a family or living wherever you are like i mean i think there's going to be a, a large migration from the cities to you know more rural areas in the country after this because people are like need to come back to nature
0: yeah well we yeah, see that so happening like, where i am for sure yeah
1: there's really that like redistribution of like resources and i know it can be really hard to like hold on to that ledge when everything feels like it's burning and politically it's very inflamed right now, but we do have a lot of power.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as someone who's tuned into the energies, I mean, I get the same message that you do, but also experientially for me, I really have this experience at the best of times and the worst of times, you know, and that there is just such beautiful energy coming through for growth, for change, for transformation. And when I tune into that, my soul sings and it's there now for everyone. And I think in a lot of ways, it's stronger than it's ever been, at least, you know, as long as I've been on the planet, which isn't super long, but I have a feeling even longer than that. And yet, you know, that, that beautiful light, Is shining and it's also because it's so bright, it's illuminating a lot of stuff that isn't working, and so we're seeing that too. And it's where you choose to align and how you choose to experience 2020, I think will make a very big difference. Even when you know things are heated up, we always have a choice of how we want to orient towards the challenges in our world, and and how we want to,
1: yeah. And it's also, I mean, while this is not the same as any great world war. It influences all of us on a global level that usually only happens when we have global catastrophes or wars. So there's really like a collective experience right now that is rarely felt. Yeah. Where I think the people who emerge as leaders right now will have proven themselves. And the people who fail right now and you know, don't get canceled, (laughs) will also teach us something because the thing I said with the rules are fake I think a lot of people I think even travel and other things when things open up again will look differently because Yeah. yeah we can't run away from our life yeah we're being faced with our life on a whole different level and our relationships and when you can't just be like well I'll just go on a retreat and leave everyone or like I'll just break up with my boyfriend well you can't get a new apartment right now (laughs) or like when we're just faced with also our own opposition like I don't know like that's why the reading when I did was so uplifting because I was like well there is real breakthroughs to have you know some people are like oh I started my business in the middle of the last recession Well, a lot of people are going to start their business or like pivot in a great way in their personal life this year. Absolutely. And that's going to bring out a lot of new energy, you know, like new powerful energy. And I mean, 2021 also looks intense, but the people who decide to have their breakdowns and breakthroughs now are really going to benefit from next year. Yay. (laughs) So I can also just say, if this has been a really, really tough year and people have learned really tough lessons good then you get to have more success after there are also still people clutching at the straws and still hoarding toilet paper and yeah you know
0: I got it. All right. I want to pivot a little right now because yes. I have a couple more burning questions about numerology. I want to talk about those repeating numbers. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the repeating numbers are something I never really paid any attention to except when I was 11 and I was just obsessed with the time that digital clocks at eleven eleven, not knowing it was a thing, just, I just thought it was cool because I was 11, but I started working recently. Well, actually I hired a new social media manager about a year ago and she was all about about these numbers and she'd be like, Victoria, every time we get on the phone, it's 333 or 222 or 111. And now I start to notice them too. So tell us about that because I'm fascinated and I really know nothing other than what Alana told me that they're cool.
1: Mm. So seeing repeating numbers or sequences, there's often a very personal message. And I love seeing 1111 11, or twenty two twenty two or 33. Like I love seeing repeating numbers but for me, uh, you, you know, you can Google the angel number meeting that someone has come up with or downloaded for this. But I feel like often it's such a simple way of your guides or oversoul or the universe saying like, hey, I need your attention a little bit. Like, it's right what you're doing or like you got it. But I need your attention a little bit. So I often feel like when I see repeating numbers, I tune in more, I meditate more, I slow down a little bit. Because I feel like there's so many ways our guys can try to talk to us, and the numbers are just such an easy way. They can also pop a song into your head, or when you wake up in the morning, I often wake up with a song in my head in the morning that has a special meaning. Yeah, and I've even been told, like by a psychic, they were like, "Yeah, that's your mom trying to talk to you."
0: I was like, okay. <laughs> We had a guest um, on our show who gets like all of her hits and all of her predictions and all of her anything through songs. So it's a thing. Yeah, I've had that yeah. experience too.
1: I um, also think uh, rhythm uh, circumvents some of our logic. Like a yes. song is such a like, it gets stuck in your brain and then you have to sing it or look it up or listen to it. So repeating numbers, when I see it, it's confirmation you're going the right direction, but also you should probably, instead of going like, What does 11.11 mean? Be like, well, why am I seeing it right now? Do I need to slow down and listen? See if there's a more specific message. Certain people have uh, lucky numbers. And I've had a few sessions with clients. When we started looking into the numeroscope, those numbers showed up. So they were literally, you know, playing the lotto or always picking like a certain passcode or something based on numbers they felt were lucky to them, but they actually showed up in the numeroscope. Okay, just another way that,
0: like, you go, like, oh, everything is connected. Yes, and it's so connected because you anticipated my last question, (laughs) (laughs) which is, I have three favorite numbers. Help me with understand why that is so. My favorite Mm -hmm. numbers are, and they're very clear and they're very strong: four, seven, and eleven. And seven is my first and strongest love but I love 11 and four. Yes. 11 and four as well. So can you talk to me about my number trifecta? There we go. Yeah, sure. Give me your birthday first. It's March 4th, 1968.
1: So much for 1968. Okay. So being born on the fourth makes you a four. So that energy is definitely (laughs) there already. I would say then, I'm just going to quickly, because it's fun to do, I'm just going to quickly oh, please see do. This.
0: Don't let me stop you.
1: <laughs> so when I do your numeroscope, like really quickly, you were Felice as a middle name?
0: I was. F-E-L-I-C-E.
1: Yes. Um, well, I really get the spiritual thing for sure when I look at this.
0: <laughs> Very cool.
1: Okay, so... Funny things happen when we look at the numeroscope. And the numeroscope is a certain calculation we do where we put your names and your uh, birthday together. And that also means that, like, a, a person born on a different date with the same name will have a different numeroscope. It's very rare to have exactly the same numeroscope as someone else. And it always brings for, like, some really fun <laughs> experiences right. when once in a while I see them. So, You have two name vibrations that end on seven. And the seven energy is very spiritual, very connected, very playful, very creative, very, it's a crown chakra connected upwards. I also want to call it, it's a gentle energy that doesn't necessarily come with like all the power in the world. It's more open and absorbing. And when we have a lot of that energy, we have a lot of responsibility often. It's an energy of responsibility. So that shows up twice in your numeroscope. So I just, it makes sense to me that there is some energy about spiritual things and intuition and like a sense maybe of higher responsibility of sharing that.
0: It makes sense.
1: And then, I mean, the 11, it just, it's uh, something that shows up in your karma. And this is just like a really quick reading, right? This is so cool. (laughs) So when 11.2 shows up like this, it it looks like people can plug into you and that's a boundary that you have to learn over time to be like, yes, you can plug into my energy field or I will support you. I'll listen to you. I'll be part of your drama. I'll be part of this experience. And other times you need to be very clear that I'm not available for this or like wow. I am no longer available for this conversation or... I mean, I would also say when I look at your numerous goals, say like, I don't know, I'm no longer available for this harshness, might be a yeah. way of saying it, that you yeah. have to sometimes be clear that just because you can take it doesn't mean you want to.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And that's been a big life lesson for me and continues to be. So, oh my yeah. God, you are so spot on. I love it. It's <laughs> yeah, so well,
1: Yeah. eleven two is always interesting because we also call it the number of the clenched fist, because when something happens and we don't react to it, I mean, it's, it's almost like a, a cartoonish character, but like when their boundaries get crossed and they don't say anything, they often clench their fist. Right. We have that moment where we like, oh, we pull the energy back. And what we really want to do is punch someone or punch them with our words, say like, no, go away, don't do it, boundary, right. boundary, stop. But we don't do it, so we clench our fist. So that's why 11.2 can sometimes be the number of the
0: clenched fist. That's just, sense? No, it's all amazing. And I will share, I don't know if this is relevant, but I was so sad about turning eight. Like that's how much I loved the number seven. <laughs> <laughs> I remember crying and I did not want to let her go. Yeah. So, um, but you no. have to
1: remember that. I mean, I think I saw someone share it and I thought it was so, no matter how old we get, we all keep all the other numbers, you know? Right. So when you are 35, you're still seven. I live my life taking care of future me and trying to honor past me. So I try to do things that, you know, seven-year-old Novali would really like to do or find really cool. And I try to make it as nice as possible for future Novali so she doesn't have to worry so much about it. things. You know, okay. I try to put money in her bank account. I try to fill her fridge with food. I try to turn on the AC when I know she's going to be hot later. I try to mother myself and reparent myself in the nicest way possible. So you are still, you know, seven. You can still take care of that seven-year-old. Oh, I, I spent a
0: lot of time with that seven-year-old. Have oh, no good. worries at all. That is, <laughs> we have a lot of fun together. Novaline, this has been so much fun. So amazing. I could talk to you forever, but... We are sadly out of time. Yes. Gonna... Tell people, first of all, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you think, you know, you want to get out there today for the listeners? Well,
1: I mean, it's totally going to be pitched for myself, but I mean- oh, I was going to give you that time too. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was nice.
1: Yeah, I would just say like, if it's interesting, and I think it is, you know, then I have a freebie on my website, com where you can lay, read about your base numbers. So you can read something like I shared with you, I Actually, didn't share that much about your base numbers, but you can read about your base numbers, and that's the ones in your birthday. And I also wrote a book called A Little Bit of Numerology, where you can start doing your numeroscope and understanding and seeing what all the name vibrations are called and how they influence you. And I've done a few case studies, so how you like do it on other people if you really get bit by the mad numerology
0: oh, bug. I'm so um, in. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and if people want to find you, what is your website?
1: Nova wilder.com. Oh, Nova, how easy. you would spell. Yeah, N-O-V-A-L-E-E and then wilder.com. And I'm also on all those social media things, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, what have you. I'm Yay. everywhere, but I'm mostly on Instagram.
0: All right, um, I will make sure to find you there. I think I already have. I recommend all of you guys check out Novali and all of her great offerings. And you know, as always, we'll have that information in the episode notes. Novali, this has been the funnest funnest day ever thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your beautiful energy and light with us today
1: thank you so much i am honored to be here yay thank you
0: thank you so much for joining us today i hope that you found joy strength inspiration and clarity from today's episode Thank you so much again, and namaste. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work, in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.